What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 92 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my co-host slash producer, who took a little bit longer than I'd like to start up the audio recording portion of this podcast, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I was uh, trying to figure out what our shuttle schedule was like leaving tomorrow as I have to go into work, um, which is weird as a remote employee when you're hired for a remote mm. position they ask you to go into work and it's just like this doesn't seem right but <laughs> because it's 30 rocket it's 30 rock itself um i'm kind of excited yeah uh, right it, it's always been a dream so yeah. I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say no to going to pick up my badge that allows me to walk into one of new york city's most fame famous buildings so no um, it was it reminds me of when I interned for MTV Games back when there was such a thing. What? You, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did I not know about this? What? You, yeah. You, I, you interned at MTV Games? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the no, podcast. No, you've, ne you've never talked about this. So you were mm -hmm. there when, once, like, Steven Totillo was, like, editor-in-chief? I No, so I interned for MTV Games on the marketing side. Oh, okay. And so... This is when, obviously, they were producing Rock Band for yeah. harmonics. And I, yeah, I got an internship on the marketing side. I had the internship like two or three days a week, I think. And a lot of my stuff, honestly, my work was me taking product from our floor to different offices of like producers and CEOs and and showrunners actually because during that time there was a lot of trying to do cross promotion and cross like you know between mtv yeah. so it was things like i think runs house might have been one of the shows that was going on at the time and trying to get the product on air for that and that kind of stuff involved i, I don't even know if i'm allowed to be whatever they don't exist anymore a lot of that <laughs> stuff involved honestly me bringing free like bundles of rock band to all these different personalities and stuff like that and dropping it off for them and yeah. in hopes that somehow they would talk about it or it would get on air. Uh, I mean, I had, I remember sitting there and watching Sway come in one time and walk through yeah. the office. I remember one time I got into the elevator and somebody asked for me to hold, like, you know, hold it as I was going down to leave for the day. And in walks Nick, Nick Cannon and his bodyguard. And this is during Wild and Out, yeah. maybe like the first, second season, something like that, back when it was. I'm sure it's pretty popular still now, but when it first started and all I can remember is him being like super nice, being like, hey, thank you so much, which I mean, a lot of people in that building did not say. So that yeah. just tells you. And then how nice his suit was, man. He had that this dude, like, yeah, really nice pinstripe suit on and it didn't look tacky at all. It was I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. I also got oftentimes to go. This is did, did they to, at least give you a rock band bundle? Or did no, you have to buy your own? But <laughs> no. But I did get to play in the office. This is during Rock Band Beatles. So this tells okay. you exactly. I think this was yeah, it had just released or it was leading up to the release. And so I got to go in and, you know, play some of it inside the like demo room. They had the soundproof demo room. I also got to test out these concert kits. So they used to have essentially an entire kiosk built into this giant black box you know something that you would see roadies pushing around at a concert yeah and so they would take them out at live events and stuff like that and the screens would fold out of them That's the so cool. instruments would all be there and it'd be all set up just ready for it to be powered you know 
And so I got to test those out. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. It was a cool experience. I, I never knew this. Yeah, that's yeah. actually really neat. Yeah, I interned there for an entire semester in college. Did you so, just transitioned that into like a marketing position? Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, but, I, but, I don't but you know decided about that. you decided yeah. you just wanted to make money instead. <laughs> so, yeah, I also don't know if I was like the best intern. Honestly, it was one of those things where like I was obviously very passionate about what we were doing, mm-hmm. but not as passionate about like the marketing aspect. And I also felt it was one of those internships where they just kind of hit me at a desk and didn't give me much direction. So yeah, so for a lot of it, I had no idea what I was doing. So anytime they asked me like, hey, can you take this up to a floor? I was like, yes, please, thanks. I uh, remember I, I, I uh, interned at a production company and they were like, hey, can you run this to um, this editing company uh, across town? And I was like, sure. And that was the only thing I had to do. Instead of taking the subway, I just walked like 20 blocks instead because it was beautiful outside. And they're like, it took you a while. I was like, yeah, I walked. They're like, you walked? <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I remember I had like some of the dumbest ideas ever. I, they had a stock of Guitar Hero. Oof, Guitar Hero Live. Was that one of the guitar? Anyway, live was later though. Okay, well, one of the guitar heroes that was the full like band bundle, and it was around right before Guitar Rock Band Beatles came out. So somewhere around I think Rock Band three, and because of the world fact- tour, world tour, yes, that's exactly what it was. So because Harmonix had worked on Guitar Hero prior to working on Rock Band, there was something as part of the like rights agreement that they ended up getting bundles of that MTV games ended up getting bundles of that obviously they're not going to be promoting that at all. So they had all this stock in their back room and they were like, well, if you have any ideas what to do with it and you know, you, you my best friend at the time is Brian, Yeah, you know, Brian, I love so Brian. I always thought, and him and I have somewhat similar senses of humors. I always thought it'd be fun to just do some, and this is, you know, you gotta remember this is like 2000, uh, 10, probably somewhere around then. And I had the idea of like, let's, let's get some kids. Let's, let's shoot a video where they're offered like, you know, free guitar hero world tours right and then just have them like scoffing and then smashing them instead of like actually wanting to play with them and basically saying like that's and just using that as like a viral marketing you know video (laughs) and stuff like that uh or even just being like doing a video where we sent people both versions and had them try it and just see almost like a blind taste test version you know um but those ideas were shot down because they didn't like the idea in their mind. Part of it is because I was maybe a little ahead of my time. The other part is that <laughs> they this they had this inventory that equaled actual real value at the time. Obviously, yeah. now all that is you know plastic well, that probably <laughs> never got used or done anything with. Well, what's funny is like now if you try to find some of those like older instruments, mm-hmm. um, the pricing is like very expensive. Yeah. Um, I, they're probably still sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Honestly, yeah. I think what they ended up doing with some of them is they ended up like donating them to charities, but they weren't fond of doing that because again, 
it's not their product right yeah and so anyway i don't know how we get on this what brought up oh you going towards the three anyway that is to say i always thought it was cool that i got to go to the viacom and this is at a time where before when trl was still a thing yeah and so just being in that same building and seeing all these personalities passing passing by uh it was cool i was always excited even though i hated going into new york it, it still I mean, was, it was just a tra- it's just a train ride for us oh at, but it, it's a point. it was a at that point i was taking the path and the path sucks i mean yeah so, i have to take the path tomorrow that yeah. but it's so cheap compared it's to so like, cheap but I, it especially sucks back then, I, I think back then it was like 50 cents to go into the city i think it's like three dollars now for to take yeah. the path which i think it was a dollar 50 maybe something like that it was, it was maybe so it was cheap. like it was super cheap i remember yeah, when it went so. up a quarter and i was just like how how is anyone <laughs> supposed to survive um but yeah anyway no it's it's exciting that you get to go in and yeah, yeah obviously you know when you get hired for a remote job you're not thinking that you're going into the office ever yeah. but it's at uh, least yeah. there are worse offices you'd be going into yeah and it was funny because like everyone is mostly remote at peacock because they you know because of the pandemic and right. so i i chose a day uh just to go pick up the badge that worked uh well and then all of a sudden everyone's like yeah i'm gonna be in on thursday i'm gonna be in on thursday other teams are gonna be on thursday i was like well it works out nicely because then i get to meet a lot of people face to face uh but then i also kind of just wanted to enjoy my time there and just be like low-key but now i'm just like sitting with my team and i'm just like yeah. uh, uh, I, don't, uh, I just started here i don't have much to do so I'm, I usually just on Twitter most of the day, like after I do all my all my things. So, um, curious to see how I can pass the time, actually in the <laughs> office. Um, but I do have like two things that I'm slightly worried about for tomorrow. One is um, my wife and I ordered uh, the 77 inch uh, LG OLED, okay. <laughs> which arrives tomorrow. It's the C1, yeah. Uh, so last year's model. Um, she I- was like. Yeah, it, it it's great. It's, uh, it's still the current model, right? The C two haven't it's, shipped yeah, yet. The, the C two yeah. haven't shipped yet, but mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, like, yeah. the different the difference is. Just, so what's interesting is like if you compare the C nine to the C ten, you might see like some minor things. But if you compare mm-hmm. the C nine to like the C one, um, you definitely I definitely see like a visual upgrade. Uh, yeah. there, especially with like a lot of the gaming stuff. Uh, so I'm very pumped for the seventy seven inch. Uh, yeah, it's gonna sit in our garage until fingers crossed we our new home uh <laughs> hopefully we close next week uh on that so very excited uh on that and then yeah uh, I, I yeah like 77 inch tv yeah i, I mean nothing compared to uh what was it your 120 inch projector <laughs> no i think it's 106 inches right now on my screen oh, oh the, yeah. okay semantics at this point <laughs> <laughs> uh no i want a 77 in my living room yeah. i i, I just need like i said i just need somebody who has a young child come over and leave that child unattended so that listen, i have an excuse to get a new tv <laughs> listen covid looks like i just saw stuff about the new vaccine coming through for kids uh six months and older we'll, yeah we'll stop by this summer i'll go over <laughs> our toy like hot wheels and we'll see what happens yeah. um oh one of the best things about that tv bundle was it comes with four-year accidental protection so if like mm-hmm. and it literally says if, if a child throws, like, a toy at the screen, you're covered. <laughs> like, you don't need to worry. And I was like, thank God, because that's the biggest worry with the these fancy it, TVs. It happens. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Yep. 
But uh, you know, what's the other thing that you're worried about? Um, I don't think I've ever played my Switch on a train. Uh, <laughs> and I-, I wonder if it's worth the hassle of bringing with me, or if I should just bring my Kindle and uh, read instead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I've obviously played the Switch on an airplane, but yeah. I can't remember the last time I've been on a train, honestly. I think since I left New Jersey, I haven't been on a train. So it's been at least nine years now. Is that right? No. Was that right? Yeah, that might be right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right, listen. We've been rambling on for every, about everything but video games. Let's get into it and what we've been playing. Honestly, it's been a light week for me, at least. So I'm going to kick it off. I haven't played. I've played a little bit more Out of the Ring. Mostly went through after beating the game and cleaned up some bosses. I got some boss achievements that I had missed out on. I've also popped into some friends games here or there to help them. But I think that I'm going to take a little bit of a break and, and not roll immediately into a new game. Plus, uh, even after I beat that game, it was still like the game I wanted to play. And I realized that there's so much more out there that I need to play. Let me step away. And so I'm doing that right now. And I some stepped... reviews dropping for some good stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. I mean, this week alone, we've got Ghostwire Tokyo, which the reviews are good. I, I, I but can't tell with yeah, that game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, Kirby seems to be getting good reviews. And yeah. then Tiny Tina is getting good reviews as well, which is nice. And so what I, you know, obviously those aren't out yet. What I did get a chance to play a little bit of was Tunic. And exactly what I thought would happen happened. I, coming from Elden Ring, to tunic it's just not the palette cleanser i wanted right now yeah it is it's i think it's super uh gorgeous i think the art style is unbelievable i think controls really well i do think that the combat is fun especially once you (laughs) ditch that stick and get a sword in your hand yeah but it's the it's not even the difficulty of the combat and the souls like nature of it although it's a very very light souls like yeah uh, it's actually the obtuseness and the yeah. lack of direction. And after playing Elden Ring for as long as I did, and that having no direction whatsoever, being so uh, find your own way through it, it's just Tunic is just not what I'm looking for right now. Uh, I hear <laughs> nothing but good things and everybody yeah. praising it, and that makes me want to just force myself to play it. But I just just not the right time for me I, right now. I find charm in its obtuseness because I think it does it very well. Like the <laughs> one page, like I mean, the last week I mentioned, you pick up like the instruction manual yeah. out throughout the world, and like the first page you get shows you like a checklist of things that you're supposed to do as like in the beginning of your adventure, but yeah. it doesn't hold your hand. You just know you got to go here first, and then you got to yeah. go there. And it, um, it also like labels places you have to go, but you have no yeah. map yet. I mean, you, yeah. I got one fairly soon after that because I got another page. It's, it's still like an hour hour yeah. in. I right. felt like you get the map. Yeah. And that uh, is sad. I did play like yeah. two and a half hours of it. So yeah. I did put in some time. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I think I'm yeah. probably going to give it another week or so. And then I could see myself not necessarily binging that game, but kind of popping in for a little bit each day, you know, when no one I, else is on and I, stuff. I hate to say it, but I kind of, a part of me kind of wishes Tuna came out on the Switch because I feel like that's the perfect to-go game yeah. um, uh, of that kind. It, it It's a lot of fun. Um, I haven't had too much of an opportunity to jump into that. Um, but I do think we did 
randomly jump into a, a similar experience um, with your next game? Uh, yeah, so yeah. sometimes I really do feel like either A, where we live in a simulation, or, <laughs> or B, that there is somebody very powerful that listens to our podcast on a regular basis because I ask about things and I ask for things and then I get them, right? We were talking about how it was kind of a bummer, how we were excited about Tunic, but we would have loved if it was on Game Pass and then it shows up on Game Pass. Yeah. And I think for the past, I don't know, three, four months or so, I talked about how I would love to get back into Fortnite, but I just cannot stand the building. I just... If they made a no build mode, mm-hmm. I would be right back there. Yeah. The new season releases this past week, and what's there? No building, right? Obviously, this is a temporary because it's the main mode. This is just temporary, and they've said as much that as part of the lore and the storyline, that building is blocked right now, and they're trying to find a way to get it back. But I, I it was they, good. They have to do a just even if it's a separate playlist, yeah. just do a no build playlist because. It is so good now. It, it, I understand that the building is what differentiates Fortnite from other battle royales. But when Fortnite was at its height, the building was not what it is now. Yeah. And there's just no way developers intended for it to get to the level it did. And introducing creative. I mean, when Fortnite was most popular, creative wasn't even a thing. So you couldn't yeah. go in there, practice cranking your 90s. And all these kids were still just discovering Adderall instead of snorting it and washing it down with G Fuel. <laughs> and so that's when it was the most fun to me. And that was, the, that was the height of it. That was when it was the most accessible. And all this makes it so accessible. All it does, you know what it does? Is it turns it into something that is comparable to the other battle royales out there in a good way. It still controls tighter than a lot of battle royales out there. It's third person versus first person, which is a turnoff for a lot of people and, and a barrier for a lot of people. And it is pop culture VR edition. Like, it is awesome. And it makes me so happy. And to the point where if they announce a full separate mode, right, and they say that, you know, the no build is here to stay in, in some way or fashion, then I will be back to getting the battle pass and investing and making this a regular part of the rotation because that's how much fun i had with it i ended up picking up the battle pass uh for uh for one singular reason like epic had come out and said uh, i forget how yes what the time period was but it said all purchases i I think it's until end of april or the second week of april something like that yeah Yeah. oh yeah all purchases made uh, uh on you know either on epic playstation or uh xbox all that money is going straight to ukraine uh so Right, so all of yeah. their cut is yeah, their going cut. to, yes. to uh, I believe it's going to UNICEF it, yeah. for the purposes of humanitarian efforts in the Ukraine. Yeah. And actually, shortly after, Microsoft came out and said that, you know what, our portion of the Fortnite uh, revenue is also going to go to that. And then, and so I, I think we jumped in day two uh, to play, and there's yeah. already a message, uh, a splash <laughs> saying they raised $36 million. Yep. And I was like, I was like, okay, you know what? Um, I have already have enough V bucks to buy the battle pass, but I, you know, I haven't donated anything. Let me throw in a little bit here. So I bought like the the upgraded battle pass, which could see like twenty five levels. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'll play this entire battle pass, but if this new mode seems fun, this is this is going to a good cause. Let's do it. Um, 
and you know we ha I had a blast like that first game was a warm-up I think we landed immediately <laughs> my mic wasn't like my mic wasn't working um yeah. and uh, we're trying to communicate and like everything just fell apart that second game we won and so I'm yeah. I'm 50% win rate <laughs> in yeah. Uh, Fortnite. Yeah, there was um, we we were, we played uh, in a squad of four, and not yeah. for nothing, but we picked up some pretty good uh, kills in that second game. When I believe you yeah. had two, uh, had fourteen. <laughs> uh, one, one buddy had three, one had four, and then yeah, I had fourteen. So between the four of us, we took out a, a quarter of the lobby, and so it's it's so weird going back to like different shooters. Mm -hmm. Like I've I've been jumping back and forth between like over the last couple of months with halo destiny and now i guess fortnite and it's just like the the aiming controls the button layouts everything is so vastly different yeah uh, a part of a part of me is like where's my grapple like, like not every <laughs> game has a grapple um but no, no like, like the game and you know like you said it like the building in fortnite is what held me back uh, as well like in terms of coming back and like they have great weapons they feel good the yep. world is awesome uh, they've made some really smart additions to it over yeah. time uh, and even now this season they've added some mobility options like the ability to mantle over a ledge and a tactical sprint so that you sprint much much faster and then leap into the air a little bit farther and a lot of that has to do with the fact that there is no building so you have to compensate somehow but it all just works and it works yeah. really, really well together. And I, I, man, I hope that this day. I, I think they, I think they will. It, it's gotten yeah. nothing but positive response from like big streamers and and. I've I've seen a lot of people. Influencers, yeah. Like I've seen a lot of people that say like you know I'd always get like second or third, and what always happen is, um, I get to the end and I just be uh, come across a guy that's just building the tower of Apple. You know, yeah. like, like, and how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Uh, but like, they're like, now that it's everyone, there's no building, I'm winning games. I'm winning a lot of games. And, um, you know, I, I want to see, I, I feel the, like that's going to be a lot. I, I think that's going to happen for a lot of folks. I would love to see an infographic released where they talk about how many people after a long hiatus from the game came back to it. Right. Uh, how many new players they, they've had. And then I want to see the now average age of people winning in in matches because i bet you old timers like us are winning at a much higher clip than we used to because yeah, yeah it is it does come down to just aim and strategy versus yeah. a 50 50 on a build and edit battle the one thing i did um and i i felt old when this happened or maybe it's just coming off of elden ring where like the ui is pretty minimal for the most part when i got into that match I just felt like the entire screen was covered with something and they had like a tutorial thing boot camp going on like hey this is how you sprint like yeah. fill up the sprint this mantle you get your getting experience here there's like quest stuff popping up and you keep trying to keep track of different things with like your teammates health and shields mm -hmm. um the auto shield like I was like I why is my screen so busy and I'm just standing here um, I, but I like, think you I think you can reduce some of that stuff if you yeah. If you yeah. wanted to in the options but yeah no it is especially compared to elden ring it is a cluttered ui yep but uh, I, I think at the end of the day it's not so bad uh you know i got used to it and it was pretty straightforward for yeah sure. and honestly for me it, it's exactly what i want right now it's like it this is the perfect palette cleanser it really is <laughs> from elden ring it's just dumb fun i was playing as jinx from arcane yeah uh you know i there's I put oh. that Series S skin just to flex. On yeah. That don't have 
um our buddy matt was playing as the uh, mandalorian it was like it, it it's it, it's so it, good if man. i had if if i didn't have um a, a call to jump onto like right after um that match we won i would have just played as naruto <laughs> or, yeah yeah <laughs> No, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I really hope this, this stays and I see myself, if it does, I see myself making this a regular part of rotation and getting a few matches in. Also, it's just one of those things where like my brother plays it, his wife plays it. Like I have a ton of people who play it. Yeah. And because I was playing it so early on and because of the skill based matchmaking, I did get to a point where the where it has me rated, I was getting into matches and people were building out of their mind and it just wasn't fun for me, even though I can. I can survive, you know, I can build myself a little quick shelter and stuff like that. Uh, it just wasn't fun. And so yeah. now that I'm having fun again, I'm really, really excited. So yeah, that's all I've been playing. I know you have something else on the list that you've been. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've been playing more Elden Ring to mm -hmm. the point where I did a respec uh, to switch over to the great sword. Um, okay. I'm using the rune great sword in that. I don't know if I'm over leveled uh, <laughs> at this point. Like I did take, down one of the end game optional bosses. Um, that was difficult, but then I then I went up to the northern area of Volcano Manor, and now I'm in the capital. But like, I'm kind of I kind of feel like I'm breezing through the game. I'm like mm -hmm. level one thirty at the capital, which might be a bit too high because I, I, I think got you... the Atlas Plateau. I got the plateau. Atlas Plateau, and then I I think I should have gone there earlier, but I was just busy doing stuff in the earlier areas of that game. And I, just, I, uh, I will say I do think you were a little bit high level for that yeah. area. Uh, you're higher than when I went through it. But I'm probably just fine for endgame. <laughs> I think, yeah. So <laughs> we had a situation where one of my buddies was like, oh, yeah, I'm finally one first trying all these bosses, you know, yeah. one after another after another. And then we got to a boss and it took him like 30, 40, 50 tries. And he's yeah. just like, the game knows. The game knows I've been having too easy of a time. And this is where it's gotten me. Yeah. I, I do think that uh, I, I, part of it is just the build, right? Yeah. Some bosses are harder for certain builds. Some bosses are easier for certain builds. And yeah, you are a pretty high level. And you've been playing. I mean, to get to 130, yeah. you've been playing a significant amount of hours. Since hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you you understand how to play the game. I think a lot of it is that. Uh, I do, I am curious once you, not the boss in this area. I didn't have that much trouble with the boss in this area. Mm -hmm. The next area, the boss in there, I, I struggle with. And I wonder if it is just a my build versus what you'll be going in there. And so I'm, I'm curious to see yeah. what you think. No, I, but still having an absolute blast with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Everyone I talk to is head over heels um in love with this game uh yeah so i'm hoping to wrap it up soon i feel like i still probably have 30 hours left uh knowing uh just how enormous this game can be um like uh, the other night m m my wife was like hey are you co aren't you coming to bed i was like yeah no i just wanted to do this one thing and before i knew it it was 3 a.m <laughs> and i was like I don't know how this keeps happening, but th yeah. that's the Elden Ring experience. Yeah, a hundred percent. I had I can't tell you the amount of times that happened to me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the last game I've been, uh, we finally got a Gloomhaven stream uh, yesterday. We got in. Uh, what a great night 
like we've had some nights of Elden Ring that have been uh, not Elden Ring, great uh, Gloomhaven <laughs> that have been uh, great. Some that have been mixed. Um, the last time we streamed, which I think was a month ago, uh, we went up against the, one of the first big bosses the game throws at you. Uh, we got into that final room. Angie whiffed his attack, and then I hit the boss, and boss had one help left, and we lost. And it was like the most deflating way to lose. Like, had Angie not roll, uh, drawn a critical miss, had I drawn like a plus two modifier, it all could have just like gone our way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we recouped um so in the game your characters can retire once they complete their personal quest so our buddy ergen uh completed his scoundrel quest and uh he be- got a new character which is known as like uh the sun keeper which is like a support buff class so like he can heal he can like uh, give us like critical hits and advantage on our attacks um and we went in and it was just like the most coordinated play. We get into that r- final room where the boss is and we we're just like every like the strategy was just perfect. Uh, it, it was beautiful. Uh, and we, we beat the boss. We we're pumped. And then I was like, hey, why don't we do one more? Uh, j- just because a- Angie's character, who is a brute, retires. He gets a new character called the Doomstalker, which is kind of like a bow and arrow guy that mm-hmm. can mark an enemy in a room and depending on an ability he uses it's like everyone that attacks that any of my allies that attack that enemy heals me for two or they can do plus two damage to that guy uh so like very strong buffs like with every new character comes these strong buffs and new ways of playing um and, and so we go in we act we do our um we make the mistake of opening a door too early, inviting in more enemies, and our buddy Ergen just kind of kind of eats it. But somehow we still make it through to maybe like the very last turn, and we win it. And it's it. it I, I don't know. How, it, it's like a clutch. Like if you played Valorant, um, and it's just like a one v four, or is it one v five in Valorant? I don't know. It's like it's like managing to pull that off with your team it's like it's, it's such a good feeling and like yeah the more we play that game the more we unlock uh the, the, we, we have we just keep having such a great time with it and like uh i, I can't, can't help but like wish more and more people get to experience it like i hope they manage to bring it to console or something uh i i do wish someone could either mod it or they can add it in it's just like a mulligan feature where you can redo your turn if uh, you accidentally do something because there's times where like you move your character and you're like or like you attack and you realize like oh I forgot to activate the modifier because there's like a element that you're supposed to click on um, that you might have just missed and then it you kind of just everything just goes haywire um, and listen so, and in my house if you roll or you pass those dice I don't care if you forgot to do something your turn's over <laughs> that's how it goes all I right. think Catan in your house is uh, probably oh, very, yes. very serious. Yes. It's taken very seriously. I, I've got the build. I, I, nope. <laughs> no, no, the dice are gone. She already rolled. It's her turn. And the so, robber has been moved. It's been yeah, moved. yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's it. That's awesome, man. I, yeah. you know, I love that feeling. You talk about yeah. clutching up and just barely getting out of there alive. Like, yeah. Those situations, especially that's part of the reason I like Battle Royale so much because that happens kind of, you know, kind of often or yeah. more so than in any other game. 
And uh, there are times where like my hands are shaking afterwards from the adrenaline and, and getting it done. And I that feeling is awesome. I love that feeling. Yeah. All right. It, well, it'll... look. Oh no. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. And I'm just, uh, I think I'm just talking about next week. Um. I'll be playing Kirby. Uh. Heading into next week. Uh. On the Switch. Um. Do you have anything that you have lined up? Oh, for next week. I mean, yeah. I I do anticipate trying to set up and and stream some of that ghostwire tokyo see what that's about so you're picking it up i'm very curious i have it it is game lock on my game fly and so it should get here the only problem is i might not get it till monday so that might be a you know monday tuesday night stream situation uh let me know i might jump in on with you on that all right if, uh, if you want uh, outside of that, I actually think that I'm going to try to stream tomorrow night some of this uh, new season of Fortnite and, and show yeah. off some of that no build. Uh, see if I can get a string of wins. But, all right, let's go ahead and get into the news. Speaking of Elden Ring, this actually happened the night we recorded the podcast last because I was in the middle of a match when I got kicked out for this, uh, or not a match, I was in the middle of, of the game. When I got kicked out for this patch, Elden Ring patch adds NPC markers, quests, bug fixes, and balance changes. Yeah, uh, no, th- th- this is huge. I think especially the NPC markers because nothing is worse than trying to track down an NPC or see if they have moved or not. Yep. And wasting time to go back and forth uh, on that. And uh, so, yeah, they, they added uh, the map tracking actually records an icon and puts the name of any of the NPCs you meet uh, as you encounter them, which, like you said, it makes it much easier. There's a new NPC mm-hmm. called uh, Jar Baron. Not met I, I have. I, they're located in Jarberg. Jarberg was fairly empty when I, when I first got there, and I was curious as to why it was even there and if I would come across something later. Uh, and then I went back after beating the game, and, and he's there. There are also new quest lines for the characters, Dialos, Nephili Lu, Kenneth Hate, and Gabe Piragasta. Now, the Kenneth Hate one is interesting because after I did that initial part of the quest line and went back, there wasn't anything there really. Yeah. So I wonder if it was just a broken quest line. It, unfortunately, it, it, yeah. unfortunately, because I'm already done the game, these a lot of these are no longer available for me anymore. Actually, that one I think should still be available. Um, okay. So what was interesting was on Resetera. Uh, like two days before this uh, patch came out, there was a thread of someone going like, you know, like data miners found th- this dialogue that exists for these characters and how it's supposed to like conclude, but nothing, no one figured out a way to trigger it. And then this mm-hmm. patch dropped and they mentioned they fixed that. And then people were able to find a way through. Um, I think it advances after you finish at, um, beat the boss at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you can go back <laughs> to where Godric was and uh, advance those steps there. As long as you've done all the prerequisites before that, um, uh, there are, there is also a ton of balance changes in the notes. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't, were pissed. I don't want to sit here and go through all of them. But some of the ones to know is that they did decrease uh, the Horfrost stomps damage and increase cast time. I know that that was a ability that people were using to kind of cheese and get through some some boss fights. I'm not gonna say I did that. Uh, I definitely did that. Hey, look! But hey, look if, all if I know you got is, in before the, yeah. if you got in before the nerf, it's fair game. Yeah, I all I'm gonna say yeah. is I'm glad I beat the game when I did because they also decreased the damage of the spirit that's summoned when using the mimic tear ash, 
and okay. change the spirit's behavior pattern. Now, I know you said that you haven't really felt my much mimic, of a difference. My mimic tear. Like, I, I know people are complaining uh, mm-hmm. about, like, the plus 10 mimic tear not being great. I know you said it, it's not as effective anymore. Yeah, uh, it's a, for, for me. For me, that yeah. thing has a great sword because uh, I'm using a yeah. great sword. And we just go in and we're just hitting bosses and enemies left and right and just staggering. And so, um, yeah, my, I had no problem. My Mimic Tear out the gate before this patch was very good at getting the aggro. And and that's really what, for me, the allure of it. Because at the end of the day, I it's not like they were doing a ton of damage. I was still doing the, the vast majority of the damage. You know, like 90% yeah. to 10%, we'll say. But they were taking aggro, which is huge. Because with me, as I played as a, you know, a hybrid character. But a lot of it was casting spells. And those take time. And I got to keep distance, right? And so after the fact and beating some of these bosses that I missed, my Mimic Terror was borderline useless. Um, now, it still occasionally would get in there and take some of the aggro. What I ended up doing a lot was kind of just like rolling towards my Mimic Terror and forcing the enemy to take aggro. But I didn't see a, a mass. I still don't think that it makes any of these strategies unusable or no. unreasonable. But I know that there are people that were pretty pretty upset i know one thing also people were upset about was that they nerfed the sword of night and flames damage oh that thing was just broken skull. it was it was insane <laughs> i was, was actually super jealous that i didn't get to use it because i never had the faith for it yeah. and uh and all i know is i'm glad they didn't touch moonvale because that thing is so good i after specking for rune great sword i finally got enough points to have wield moonvale um, no. Do you use a secondary weapon with that, or is it just Moonvale? Uh, so I would use Moonvale and then a staff in the other hand. Okay, for spells. So, yes, for spells. Yeah, that's still like so, magic. It's so it's so much fun, man. Yeah, um, it's not about fun; it's about. Do you use the very do, you, big stick. Do, you, do you use Moonvale's uh, ability? The, the, so, like, is it really that powerful? That sheet? Yes. Yes. Also, that's magic. I don't care what anybody says. No, and no, no, so, no. That, that's that's the soul no, of the magic. sword. That's, that's a, the that's soul a, of the sword. That's an anime <laughs> magic right there, and it looks so cool. It's one of the best looking and most satisfying abilities. Um, I uh, what, was there anything else in this that I wanted to quickly touch on? No, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, so yeah, some good fixes, good balance stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, stealth indie hit Monaco. What's yours is mine is getting a 3D sequel. I'm um, so pumped for this. So I never played Monaco. I know oh. it when it released, uh, it was like a heist simulator. I also, I'm not mistaken, didn't it release on Xbox 360 on like the Games with Gold or something like that? Um, I remember I had it at some point. It came to there because I had it. It came to game. It came I, to Games with Gold at a certain point. But, I think I uh, have it. I bought I it. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, it's a four-player heist game, yep. very stylized. It and it it's was great. A top-down 2D, right? Originally. Yeah. Top yeah, and, and and now it's coming back as a 3D procedural generated environment. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I mean, I listen. Like I said, I never played that yeah. first one, so I, I'm not crazy hype about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it, you know, if it they find a way to make it work in 3D and they keep the co-op aspect, I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I'm. Uh. I, I'm pumped for this. That first game was awesome. Fun. Uh, with friends uh so i yeah can't wait for this one all right so while i'm not super excited about that what i am hyped for is the quarry 
Supermassive's next swing at an Until Dawn style horror game. This is more in line, although I've liked what they've done with the Dark Pictures anthology. Mm -hmm. uh, I I do think that part of the reason I loved Until Dawn so much was because it was that like teen horror slasher almost vibe. And, and it so was to, like actors you knew, you know? <laughs> also, yeah. And so yeah. to get something like that again, uh, they announced that it is uh, 2K Games is publishing The Quarry this summer. And starring in The Quarry are David Arquette, Ariel Winter, Justice Smith, Brenda Song, Lance Hendrickson, and Lin Shay. And so uh, the cast seems awesome. I will. It says that The Quarry will allow players to invite up to seven friends to their game. And the group can either have each player take control of a counselor or vote together on all the big decisions. I mean, I, I continue to really enjoy what they what they put out, what they do. So I am super excited about this. It is slated for release on June 10th for PS4, PlayStation 5, Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Uh, I will say, though, that I for me, I wish these type of games released only in February and in like October, September timeframe, because that's when I'm in the mood. Well, so if you notice a lot of horror movies released in February, part of the reason being that like Valentine's day. Uh, and so it makes for a good date movie. Oh. I, so in my brain, I've always associated horror with those times of the year. And so that I, 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 that's, you know, in the middle of the summer, I'm not necessarily itching for it or in the mood for it nevertheless i will play it i don't mean who am yeah. i kidding speaking of games that i will play even though honestly up until this i wasn't 100 sure hogwarts legacy's big gameplay trailer reveals a holiday 2022 release date last week we had talked about how they were doing the state of play for this game and i think i talked about it before how i wasn't all that hyped about it and all that excited about it little did i know that they were going to release a 15 minute uh, video that basically showed me a bully sequel in the Harry Potter universe and that's all <laughs> I want now like I don't even care about any of the off-campus stuff the going to classes and everything that reminds me of bully that's what I'm into yeah. as far as this, this game is concerned this looks like it was made with the most utmost love for this mm -hmm. franchise and like I am blown away. I sat there watching this and I was just like, this is what I wanted since I was a kid, since I was reading those books in middle school. Uh, like, you know, you always imagined what it would be like to go to Hogwarts. And this looks incredible. The details, it's like they took whatever blueprint architecture they had from uh, the movies and just brought it to life. It, it's it, like, I, I'm hyped for this. Uh, no. I am I am very weirdly excited for yeah. this. Uh, way more it, than I thought I would be. It's it's such a conflicting thing, just with everything with J.K. Rowling and how terrible she continues to be. Uh, it just and then you like just look at the love that these developers put into this game, and it's just it's just so unfortunate because you know you can just tell that they're they just want this game to stand on its own yeah. without her influence right. tied to it. Right. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead on stories below. So okay. with us now knowing that that's releasing in 2022, another WB Games has received a delay. And this one oh, breaks my heart. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been delayed to 2023. Rock City confirms earlier report. 
Um, they came more, out and said, more like delayed the Justice League. Okay, I just I. <laughs> if anybody would like to co-host a podcast Wednesday nights at nine Eastern with me, just send me a message on Twitter. Cause I don't know how much more of this I can see. Um, I know a delay is frustrating, but that time is going into making the best game we can. Sefton Hill, the game's director, said on Twitter, I look forward to bringing the chaos to Metropolis together. Thanks for your patience. Uh, Bloomberg reported back in February that the game was delayed and they are coming out and confirming it. I I Fair want enough. to I want to play this game so bad. This is, oh, I mean, like, yes. Every, Goth- every You don't want every, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad in like the same I don't care. Yes, I do. Give me them both. <laughs> I do not care. There is no, there is no, oh, I've had my fill of comic book games, right? Like, you give me a game where I can play as this set of characters and then say, hey, in this other game, we got this other set of characters. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to play both games, especially if one of those games has Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and King Shark. Sorry, Captain Boomerang, while you actually look fun in this game, (laughs) I could not care less. Um, No, this is is heartbreaking. I think... um... You know, as much as I love to get my hands on this and play what Rocksteady has been working, how long has it been now since Arkham Knight? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, to 2015, right? So by the time oh, this game comes out, it will be almost it will be more than seven years. And so I I don't know, man. I I'm very excited about this. And yes, the reality is, is part of the reason I'm excited is because it is Rocksteady, right? Yeah. Um, and of the two Arkham games, you know games coming out or or dc games coming out this is the one i'm more excited about honestly uh and so i mean you're right maybe gotham knights will come out and that will fill that void and it'll be fantastic and then i won't be thinking about suicide squad and then yeah maybe there is a cadence where suicide squad then comes out and hits at the right time but right now i am super super bummed although as always if they need the time take the time I mean, I imagine the slate for this fall winter is already going to be packed, so it might just be the right move. All right, now on to something that I don't know if I care about. <laughs> Netflix announces Tekken anime series due this year. Tekken Bloodline will focus on Jin Kazama. So on one hand, I don't, I don't mind Tekken. I've played almost all of them. I'm just not the biggest Tekken fan, so on the one hand... Tekken, I don't care. I on the other hand, in the last Tekken game. On the other hand, Netflix anime based on a video game that has an absolutely insane, ridiculous storyline. Yes, sir, I am in for that. How so, many people do you think get thrown in a volcano in uh, the anime? I, 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 there has to be at least one. I don't think you do more than one, but you have to have some reference to it, right? Every every season um, finale involves someone getting thrown into a volcano. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I listen, Netflix can, Netflix can continue to take video game properties and turn them into series, and I'll continue to watch them like a sucker. Honestly, lately, their track record has been more hits than misses, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this, but not because it's second, just because it is a ridiculous anime based on a video game being done by Netflix. Oh, sticking kind of with Netflix and games that they have turned into a series, the next Witcher game is in development. Yes. 
surprising at all? No. Didn't we already the, knew that, right? They, they had already announced yeah, that the next they're working on the next game in the Witcher saga, yeah. but they didn't say what it would be. And so, you know, people are just calling it Witcher 4, but uh, I think that they, it they, says a new saga begins. Yeah, and they thing. they also came out, I think, and yeah. said maybe it's right here. But they came out and said at one point that look, we didn't announce Witcher 4. We didn't announce, you know, who what it's going to be who's going to be in it we just announced that there's another game in the saga and so there's also showed off a logo of a witcher medallion and they later came out and confirmed that this is a a new house uh like a witcher house that they've created for the game house and Fox. so it's like house <laughs> of links maybe i want to say uh maybe I, yeah i don't there's whiskers I don't, I don't know if this the it's yeah, it's not in this in this story. I'm going anyway. Fox. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's links. I'm gonna I want to look this up, but yeah. So they released this image that you're seeing here, which is just this Witcher medallion with uh, red eyes in the snow. They did also say that they are uh, moving to Unreal Engine Five. We're we're seeing a lot of studios, yeah. especially studios that have struggled with their proprietary tech and getting it to run properly and smoothly, transition over to Unreal Engine Five. I'm uh, I'm excited with everything we've seen about Unreal Engine Five, but I also expect this game to come out in 2030. Uh, yeah. So it is a Lynx. I was correct. Oh, it is that. Lynx. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as a school of Lynx. Sorry, New Witcher School. CD okay. Projekt Red the New Witcher School as a school of Lynx. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't know what I want from another Witcher game. Obviously, we're not gonna get uh, Geralt. His his saga and story, I think, is pretty much done. I would love to get Siri stuff, uh, but I would want Siri to play like she does in The Witcher 3. And so I don't know if they're going to make that game necessarily. You know, I have three quests left in that main storyline. Yeah, but you've, you, you've played a Siri, right? Yeah, I played a Siri. Okay, yeah. so you understand that she plays, it plays Very like the, yeah, it plays like The <laughs> Witcher meets Devil May Cry. Yeah. And I would love to play some of that still. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds like a great game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, another announcement this week is new Ghostbusters game, 4v1 battle called Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed. It's being developed by the developer of that uh, Friday the 13th game and Predator Hunting Grounds, Ilphonic. I think that Friday the 13th, the game, and Predator Hunting Grounds are fine as far as the asymmetrical multiplayer games go. These 4v1s, 5v1s, 6v1s, whatever it is, maybe. Because uh, I think Friday the 13th is like a 7v1. But they also are like kind of mediocre at best. Like not for nothing, but Dead by Daylight is vastly superior to any of the games that they have released both in terms of how the game runs and how the game plays. Uh, this I is feel like these 4v1 asymmetrical multiplayer games come out, they have excitement at launch, and then they just kind of fade into like a niche group and yeah. audience. Yeah. And, like I never can get too excited about it because like you always have either not enough friends or too many friends that are trying to play and nobody and also (laughs) so that's that's what it comes down to is that i think one of the things about dead by daylight that makes it so good is that it is fun to play as a survivor and it's fun to play as the killer and they play completely different and so i think that's the problem what most of these games have is that 
it ends up being that people just want to play one of the sides and not both. I think in this situation, yeah, everybody's going to want to play as the Ghostbusters, you know? Um, but I don't know, man. I, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. It's coming to consoles and PCs later this year. Um, they showed off a little bit. I mean, it looks very faithful and 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 true to form as a, as a Ghostbusters games. I love the art style. I just, I think considering how quickly the community died or actually never even really existed for that Predator game, um, kind of turns turns me off. Evolve, <laughs> like Evolve also. Yeah, off. yeah, but I don't want to. Like, Evolve is a different yeah. development team. I'm talking yeah. specifically these developers, Ilphonic, and the yeah. fact that uh, that just died off so quickly is 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 I don't know. It makes me nervous about what we're gonna get from this and how and, and the quality we'll get from this. And, and I will say the thirteenth like launch with a lot so, of bugs. Yes, but it did build up a following. It did build up a following. It was like it was doing well. Uh, that game ran into the IP issues that that property uh, was having at the time, and so they basically weren't allowed to develop any more content for that game. Oh, that sucks. Um, and so, I mean, if we get something, yeah, I, I think these guys have the ability to make a fun one of these, uh, and a Ghostbusters is as good a property as any. But mm, I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather I play know. a single player Ghostbusters game. That last one was really good. Yeah, I like that last one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna play it. So. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna tell you that you know it looks okay I, I, and I, I'm not super excited. But at the end of the day, I am going to play it. If there is a Rob game, it's a 4v1 asymmetrical yeah, multiplayer yeah. game. Uh, all right. Next bit of news. Mass Effect director Casey Hudson is making an all-new AAA sci-fi game. Man, we are getting a lot of AAA sci-fi games in the, in the near future. I, um, I mean, like, listen. Mass Effect 3 ending was a stinker, sure. But everything leading up to that moment? Yeah what's fantastic and like hey casey hudson doesn't need to deliver on three three games worth of uh lore and choices with yeah. this one so so i'm kind of pumped humanoid studios officially has an update on its first big game that uh, details that's developing an all-new science fiction universe our current project is a multi-platform triple a game focusing on character-driven narrative in an all-new science fiction universe reads the website uh, additionally, there are a handful of concept images on the site, giving some slight hints at what the game might be about. Uh, this article right here says that most of them are pretty standard sci-fi images of far-off planets and space explorers, and I, I agree with that assessment so far. I mean, look, I always hate covering these news stories, if I'm being honest, because there's just nothing here yet. You know, yeah, we it's exciting that we're getting a AAA science fiction game from a director that has a history in in this and a, a pedigree in this um but if i'm not mistaken casey hudson also before leaving bioware was also working on anthem right and so like there's been i i believe so you can double check this for me but um but there's also been some misses right and so without seeing any actual gameplay or yeah see he worked on anthem yeah. so without there being any actual gameplay and seeing more of this it's it's hard for me to get excited about this from just this announcement it's so funny right because i'm such a hypocrite if this was an e3 teaser 
right? I'd be hyped, you know? I'd still say, hey, we don't know what it is. There's nothing there, but but there'd definitely be more hype around it. When I see stuff like this and it's just an update on a website and we just get these concept arts, it's just, I don't know. This doesn't do it for me anymore. Um, you know what does get me hyped and what does do it for me is this information coming from AMD that says that FSR 2.0, which is their equivalent of DLSS. DLSS. Thank you. Is headed to Xbox and uh, these other NVIDIA graphics card. And so at GDC 2020, it's revealing how that it's coming to Microsoft Xbox game consoles uh, and that it will be available in the Xbox GDK for registered developers to use in their games. Now, this is the, the one thing is I've actually been following this because they announced that Xbox would use some form of FSR when they first talked about the uh, that they were using AMD inside these boxes. Now, if I'm not mistaken, PlayStation also had stated that they were going to use FSR and, and support it. However, since then, and we don't have an article on it, I don't think, they've come out and talked about how, or there's been reports how they're actually working on their own proprietary version of, of this um, of this technology. Technology, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, listen, if it if it ends out, they also have a list of graphics cards that it's going to work for on NVIDIA side. If we can start seeing this become a regular thing in consoles, I, I, I talked about this on this podcast before, DLSS is magic. It's unbelievable. And if we can get something like that on console, I, I, I we cannot don't need, wait. Then, then we don't need mid-console yep. refreshes. Like, yep. um, I mean, look, it, I'll still take one because <laughs> I, li I like when the numbers go up, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, absolutely, man. This will, this will make, this will make games look and run so much better, right? Um, and it solves a lot of headaches that that games have now, you know. Um, but it's still a little bit early, and until I start seeing this in actual games that I'm playing, uh, again, while I'm, I'm super excited at the possibilities, I want to see it in action before I start claiming it's the next savior right yeah savior of gaming <laughs> yeah. but yeah if it works just as well as the lss or better oh man we're in for a treat now speaking of savior have you heard the good word of the hedgehog i have i have uh, this looks bit this next please, story so please god you... bless me to win this contest <laughs> so you actually put out a tweet that stated something along the lines of I've never needed Rob to win a contest more than this one. And Sega has announced that Microsoft, in partnership with Microsoft, there is a custom Xbox Series X, S, sorry, and a pair of Xbox controllers inspired by Sonic and the villain of Sonic 2, Knuckles. Now, the Series S is actually super slick. It's a black Series yeah. S where the grill that is on it is outlined and with a, a ring with a chaos, uh not a chaos ring well they're just rings a gold ring yeah, right it's a rings yeah, gold yeah. Ring. and uh they call it a golden portal ring because you know that's what how it is in the movies and then an image of knuckles and sonic kind of facing off i think it's super just, slick i think yeah. it's fairly standard now okay just want, just want to point out one thing a yeah. black series s will look awesome yes very nice now Oh, where this gets a little bit weird 
is that it also comes with two controllers and one is blue, one is red for Sonic and Knuckles, and they are furry. They are I lo- I love it. Very, I want I want to dig my hands into that fur. There's just no way you play with these, right? No, like, I I would make this my go-to controller. No, there's just no way. This this is one of those things where like you hold it in your hands you, you you move the joysticks a little as if you're acting a scene, you know, in, in a TV series. Maybe you hold the controller upside down because you don't know how to use a controller if you're in a, a, a TV show. But you hold it in your hands once, you feel what it's like, and then you pin it for display somewhere. There's no way. There's just no way. There's just no way. These things will get dirty so fast. And just looking at them makes me physically uncomfortable. And so... I sort of I, rub it against my face. Oh my god! I enter these kind of contests all the time. I am not entering this one because I am actually afraid that this is the one I will win. I do Ra- not Ra- want these things okay, in listen, my house. Listen, enter it if you win. Just give them to me. <laughs> no. Or, or just like you know, like kind of sneaker heads have like a sh- like a, a particular like glass box just for like yeah. Really, I mean, really I've got, shoes. that's I've what got you got to do with this. Yeah, I've got the glass box behind the glass yeah. cases behind me. I would pit it in. Uh, Man, these, oh my god, these things literally look like you could put eyes on them and they would come to life and, and murder you in your sleep. I you, do you not... know what they kind of remind me of? Those yeah. little black creatures from um, Kenna? If they, oh, they, yeah, they the rot? Yeah. yeah, the rot. Yeah. Because it's anyway. just on the controller. <laughs> yeah, so hey, listen, there's a Twitter contest going on right now and you can also cash in some Microsoft Rewards points uh, for a raffle ticket. Two ways to win. I The Sweet Stick ends Wednesday, April 30th. Good luck if this is what you're into. I would like to move on because I no longer want to stare at this anymore. <laughs> Next bit of news, we got PlayStation acquiring Jade Raymond's Haven Studios. Now, they Haven Studios had already come out and said that their first game was in partnership with Sony and was going to be a Sony exclusive, if I recall correctly. Yes. Now, PlayStation Studios has come out and uh, announced that they reached an agreement to acquire Haven Studios, uh, led by Jade Raymond, formerly the head of Ubisoft Toronto, EA Motive, and Google Shuttered State of Games Entertainment, and that the Montreal-based studio is developing a new property described as a AAA multiplayer experience. Now, on the one hand, this makes a ton of sense. We've talked about this in the past, that the one thing that PlayStation is missing on their lineup is a games-of-service AAA multiplayer game, something that people are coming back to on the regular, and that isn't just a narrative, single-player, third-person action game, right? So it makes a ton of sense. On the other hand, not for nothing, but this studio hasn't released a game yet, right? So they have, I don't care what their pedigree is for the developers concerned, they have no track record. And Jade Raven's track record outside of the early Assassin's Creed days has not been great. I mean, I, mean, I think she was attached to the first Assassin's Creed. Uh, I think no, she was attached two, to two. Uh, two, as two well. okay. yeah. Oh, think, Blacklist. Blacklist was good. Unity was a mess. But a good story, from what I've heard. Uh, and then Battlefront Two over at Star Wars, which was yeah, not I think, well received. I think I think the bigger issue is like, uh, I, my understanding is she went over to Motive. They were working on something other than just Battlefront Two. They were working on something else. It never actually came out. Then nothing came from her time really at Stadia Games Entertainment. Granted, that's more a Google problem than it is maybe her problem. But it's just like, I. Pretty she, much every other studio that they've acquired, I've been more excited about 
than yeah. than this one, this acquisition. Uh, I, I have this. I have this irrational fear, like, and it is irrational um, because Microsoft's been doing it just fine. All these AAA multiplayer experiences. Yeah. But I just like it, Sony starts doing it. I did they have one right now? Like, do they have a strategy in place? Because like, at least, but well, oh, but but that's their yeah. acquisitions have shown that's their strategy, right? Yeah. Is that you 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 grab Bungie? They have all this experience on live service and. Obviously, we don't know for sure, but from everything I've heard, one of the benefits of being a PlayStation Studios studio is getting that expertise and working between the different studios and getting advice and and technical help from the other studios out there. And I I love the studios that Microsoft has, but the studios that PlayStation have, if you could make a game and use the best thing that each of them does, I mean, you'd have an insane title. Yeah, 100%. And so, like I said, the news that they're making a AAA multiplayer experience, that's awesome. I'm excited for that. I, I just think that I, I, it's just hard for me to get excited for a studio acquisition from a studio that hasn't released anything yet, right? Um, and so, I mean, we'll see what, what comes of it. I still think it's going to be a while before we actually see the fruits uh, of yeah. that purchase. Uh, something else that's going to be a little while before we get it, although much sooner, is PlayStation 5 will support variable refresh rate with an update in the coming months, Sony said on Wednesday. Um, we talked about this last week, was it? Where you were saying, uh, yeah. I can't believe they still don't have it, which, again, goes to show you that we're living in a simulation. Yeah, um, no, it, it's it's bonkers to me that it's still not out and it, we still need to wait a couple more months for this. It It is a game changer. Like, I, I talked about it in the last couple of weeks. Like, I've been playing Elden Ring on a 4K TV without uh, VRR with it and on a computer monitor, and it's the LG OLED with the VRR on there that it looks absolutely smooth on. Like, you could yeah. tell... Like, if... I could show it to people and be like, this is a 60 frames per second game. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, it is. Cause it's so smooth. Yep. Like, it feels smooth enough. Um, with it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's bonkers that it's still not out. No, I, it's funny because I didn't even think, and I'm reading this article now and they mentioned that, yeah, Elden Ring in particular supports VRR and actually is, you know, makes it, and it makes it smooths it out and, and helps with some of those performance drops on, uh, the Xbox series X and I mean, that's, I have VRR on always, right? Yeah. And so uh, I don't think I noticed, I didn't notice a lot of performance problems or, or drops and I, I wonder if that's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, it's still a little ways out, but it's great that it, it is getting that and um, and I'm excited to use it, right? I have a, cable, a TV capable of VRR and so I'm excited. Again, I wish it was here now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is here now is Nintendo has finally added folders to the Switch UI. Switch groups will finally let you tidy up your home screen. I want to get something out of the way right now. This seems like one of those things that could have been done a lot sooner. And it falls in line with a lot of updates for the Switch that seemed like could have been done a lot sooner. I hate folders. I know people love them and people have them on, you know, with their cell phones and stuff like that. I hate folders. 
one of the reasons that I hate, I do not enjoy using iOS or any Apple products. I love Android because I can just have a couple screens that have the apps full size of what I want. And then everything else is, I swipe up and everything else is there alphabetically and I can swipe through. You can, All right? do, that. You can do that now. All right, well, well that's fine. I, I, my, my whole thing is I hate folders <laughs> at the end of the day. I think they're trash. I think they look like trash. Uh, although actually the way that the AI, uh, UI works for these, uh, doesn't look too, too bad. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. This, I think people have modded this into a switch that very first year. <laughs> so I don't know what took Nintendo so long and what's with Nintendo releasing like all their major firmware update news at 8 PM every, every, every time they release. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, is I, it just morning in Japan? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they also, in that update, there is some updates to the Bluetooth audio and uh, the way the volume behavior was. I still haven't used Bluetooth headphones on, I, I, on my Switch yet. It works, it works so. great. Um, right. Yeah, I've used my AirPods. With the, I love it. Nice. All right, last bit of news. Again, sticking with Nintendo, they are shutting down their first original mobile game, Dragalia Lost. Um, we when did this when did this release? Um, does it say in the story? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Huh. I, Interesting. I, I, I had a very I, good time with this. I remember. Were we still podcasting? Was it like one of the last episodes we did uh, my, back my then in the original run? Because yeah. I remember you talking about this and giving your impressions on it when it released, and I never actually got around to playing it there's uh, so there's so much content in it i actually went back into it sometime last year they were uh, i think about a year ago at this point they did a persona 5 royal um crossover and so when i signed in back into the game because i had an account i got all those freebies uh, from 2018 to 2021 that i'd never signed in for that's, so I got that's in. awesome yeah, I got in, and then I just used all my tickets to get get all the Persona characters, and then I leveled them up to max. Did a couple that, of dungeons, and then I called it a day. That's um, a that's a great feeling when you log into a mobile game that you haven't yeah. played for a while, and you just get all these rewards. Yeah, no, I um, I have a problem with like, all these mobile games now. They are just indecipherable. And with like everything you need to do, like on the menu screen, there's like, there's like a time mechanic with like a, like a Dragalia Lost, basically you had a castle that you could upgrade and get coins from, which is kind of like Clash of Clans. Um, you got, you got uh, characters from summons, weapons, worm prints, and each could be upgraded. Characters could be upgraded and then have cur currency. There's too many currencies. And so it was just that's, got to I a mean, point. That's too many currencies is a mobile game problem and a free to play yeah. problem across the board. I mean, it's not I, unique to this. Yeah, you know, I know it's not unique to this, but it, it, I just feel like you could grab so many more people if you just kind of simplified it. Like you could still have gotcha in there. Like I enjoy a good gotcha game. Sometimes I, sometimes <laughs> I sit there and I'm just like, I wish there was a good gotcha game I could spend money in. As <laughs> ridiculous as that sounds. Um, Actually, you, oh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, you know. Genshin Impact is actually a pretty decent gacha game. I think the gacha yeah. mechanics in that are are not bad at all. Yeah, the, the problem with Genshin Impact is that I just don't have the time for it. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, uh, with everything else going on, and yeah. like some, sometimes you just want something bite sized, like Fire, Fire Emblem Heroes. Fantastic game. Uh, I I don't know how much money I put into Fire Emblem Heroes. Over, <laughs> I just years. I don't know, man. I cannot I cannot get into these games. I think the only I just have trouble getting into mobile games in in general outside of yeah. Legends of Runeterra, and every once in a while I jump into a uh, AFK Arena. Um, and mostly that's just because of the cross promotional stuff they have. You talked about Persona <laughs> Five; they had a pr- yeah. Persona Five cross promotion in, in that as well. So I have Joker. Uh, yeah, it's just I mean, it's hard for me to to get into these, and I I don't love the gotcha mechanics. Um, but no, it is it is interesting. You know, it's funny because this was the start of them. This is around the start of them getting really behind mobile gaming, and mm-hmm. and it seemed like they were releasing some sort of mobile game twice a year. Um, And it seems like they have slowed down on that significantly. What was the last, uh, that Pikmin? Pikmin AR? With Niantic. Niantic. Um, But I feel like Nintendo's strategy when it comes to mobile just doesn't make sense for me. Like, like, just put out like your SNES games. (laughs) <laughs> like, or your yeah. GBA games, like yeah. put a virtual control. People, people will pay twenty bucks for them. Like, yep. uh, I'm not kidding. Like, people will. People still do. <laughs> what am I even saying? Yep. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, it sucks for, to lose Dragalia Lost. Um, it was, I, I think, for original IP, the characters were great. Uh, story was a little bit convoluted, but like, I had a lot of fun with it over the years. Um, and those dungeons were a lot of fun just roll through they're nice and quick it was it was a lot better than i think a lot of people give it credit for um and i I don't blame them for bouncing off of it or not even wanting to try it but you know what it comes to close on march 31st this year the final set of content will release later this month on march 31st um but and the game will conclude in the summer so yeah, I I think uh, reading what some fans have ri- said, I think the writing was on the wall since last year that mm-hmm. everything was coming to a close. All right, well, sorry fans of Dragalia Lost. Yeah, <laughs> but all R. good R. things R. must come to an end, just like this podcast. I got, I got one quick aside because we were talking about Persona earlier. Uh-huh. So remember when I try to convince you to play Persona well, 5 you know, It's It's one of those things where like, I, if I've got a segue like that, that I just came up with on the spot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like no, on the spot. I, 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 I can't, I can't let it go. Cause you I, it can't ruin to... it. You just let it just, just what's up. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I was talking to my brother-in-law who I let borrow, uh, Royal yes. from me and he restarted mm-hmm. and played it. He yes. messaged me, uh, he messaged me, uh, yesterday. He's like, I'm 120 hours into this game and it still hasn't ended. See, this is this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. That's my problem with with that game. I like wish you, I wish they and, and listen. There's honestly no reason that they couldn't pare those games down to 45 to 60 yeah. hours. All right? Some of those dungeons, some like I feel like when it comes to Persona Five, uh, especially those dungeons just get longer and longer yeah, for the yeah. sake of being long. There's no yeah. reason they need to, you need to spend five, six hours in the dungeon. Um, yep. I feel like someone yeah. needs to tell them that the dungeons are not the best part of Persona games and are, it's not what separates them from everybody else. They, were, so. they were much better in 5. I'll give them that uh, compared to what the basic 
the basic has dungeons in four, but mm-hmm. um, four was still a better game because like the writing and the characters were so much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's my aside. All right. Uh, so you know, was not twenty hours of royal. was was not worth <laughs> ruining ruining my segue. But anyway, uh, yeah. Well, before we shut this down, why don't you let people know where they can follow you, follow the site. Uh, yeah, you guys can find everything the work print related over at theworkprint.com. We have a great site uh, where a lot of great content's going up, including uh, news articles like Fortnite x Marvel Zero War number one uh, debuting this June. Um, and, you know, we're covering things like Bridgerton, our turning red review just went up, um, and game coverage, uh, the TV show, not Marvel. Um, all, all good story stuff going up there uh, with some fun interviews coming uh, in the near future. Uh, you can also follow the site over on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, just search for the work print and you'll find us there. Uh, and then for me, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion. How about you, Rob? Follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. Uh, also, uh, you can see me in courthouses across Northern Virginia. I am very busy for the rest of the month. <laughs> um, but as always, thank you guys so much for here hanging out with us during the live stream. Thank you so much for those who listen after the fact. Tell a friend, review, rate us on your podcast service of choice. Uh, Bilal, thank you, man, for getting on here. I know we got in here kind of hot so you had a super busy day and you've still got things that you need to figure out take care of uh after this so thank you so much no problem man it's always a pleasure to do this (laughs) and until next time bye-bye